0: Today it's my pleasure to welcome Max Malins to the latest in our Felsted Talks podcast series. Max, along with his two older brothers and younger sister, was at Felsted between 2010 and 2015, and before that at Felstead Prep School. He was a star on the sports pitches with early success in hockey and cricket. As part of Felsted's journey to Twickenham in 2014, Max broke through into the rugby side and went on to represent England at under-18 and under-20 level, signing professional terms for Saracens. He made his England debut last year, and while on loan at Bristol Bears, helped them to win the European Challenge Cup. Max, thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, first of all, congratulations on a, on a, what's been a, a full season with the England team. It's been great to watch you, and uh, you've been inspiring our pupils. Can you tell us a little bit about how that experience has been for you
1: yeah uh thank you very much um it, i mean it's yeah it's amazing a rather very surreal moment and in, in more ways than one i think obviously yeah, to get my england debut uh that's what you dream about as a kid for that to come to come real was was amazing but then at the same time it probably wasn't done in the circuit the same circumstances as i thought it might have done obviously due to covid reasons um my family weren't weren't able to be there as there was no crowd, so it was done in different circumstances, but nevertheless, it was a very, a very proud moment for me and my family.
0: Yeah, so you, you haven't actually had an England game yet where there's been a crowd in the stadium?
1: No, so we, well, to be fair, in the Nations Cup, we, we were allowed a maximum of 2,000, and we were given three tickets each, so my, my parents and oldest brother were able to come and watch me then. So, that yeah, that was a nice feeling, but, yeah, hopefully it's uh, not too long before we're, we're back. Back selling out the the full stadium
0: excellent and you 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 said there that it's it's a dream to run out and and pull on the national shirt when when did you think rugby might be a career for you
1: uh that's a tough one I obviously played a load of sports growing up uh, as you already alluded to rugby hockey cricket uh, tennis golf and then obviously played cricket and hockey away from school as well as I did rugby um club club stuff, um, some some regional stuff and it was only really actually got to the age of 16, 17 where I'd got into the Saracens Academy um, and they kind of needed me to make a decision. To, I couldn't carry on playing Essex hockey and regional cricket and it was quite hard to balance all of them at once. So it sort of around that time where I had to make a decision and obviously chose rugby but before that, I very much kept my options open. I knew rugby was a possible, but you know, I wasn't dead set on just rugby. As I just when I was younger, I was always anyone asked me what I wanted to be as a sportsman, whatever that was. So, and luckily, I've well, hopefully, I've picked <laughs> the right path as far.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I remember refereeing you as an under fifteen, and uh, you you're all you're a bit of a handful for the opposition, but you you were quite small at that stage, and then suddenly as a I suppose as a year eleven when you broke into the first team um i I remember the uh, the semi final of the cup was was probably a defining moment for you
1: yeah i'd say so um yeah as you as you said when I was younger I probably got away with probably being a skillful player but not not big not not necessarily quick at that stage either um yeah broke through to the first team yeah that semi final was big um obviously scored that first try, that was a huge moment for me. Um we obviously had a great run leading up to that. Um but yeah, I mean, yeah, that that game was was massive and to be able to go and off the back of that then go and play at Twickenham, um, that was amazing. Um and sort of that I guess that was my well not my first taste as I actually had played there ten year under tens and under elevens through club rugby, but um just to get a taste for it um was huge. Um but yeah playing in that team playing with my brother obviously at fullback 10 and 15 that was that was a special moment as well so um yeah there's, there's a lot to look back on and some very fond memories of of those times
0: no that's great i mean it, it was uh, that that Twickenham final was probably the coldest day <laughs> i can ever remember being being at a rugby rugby game and uh, ultimately frustrating in terms of the result but m- must still have been a great experience for all the players
1: yeah it was for sure i think as you said it is it was definitely frustration um, about how the game went, but I think the actual smiles and faces off the back of it, and and even when you turn up, I mean to to get the chance to play to play a game at that level at that stadium is amazing. So I think yeah, even though the the, the performance wasn't there and the, the result didn't go our way, I think everyone still enjoyed the occasion
0: yeah and what 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 would you say it is about uh, about yourself as a as a person as a character that's made you be able to go on and be so successful because i mean there, there are lots of good players in in that side lots of good players who come through the school but you've you've stepped up to a different level how what is it you've been able to do to do that
1: um it's tough to point my finger on one, but probably work great i think is huge to actually work great in discipline i'd say to to have the discipline to to do what you need to do to get to that level. Um, I think also while you're at school, being able to balance obviously your academic work and your, your sport work is huge. Obviously I had great support around me to be able to do that, but I sort of, pride or pride in myself back then to be able to sort of work hard and play hard and yeah I think it's everything I was lucky once I was in that Saracens academy I had a coach coming down each week to do extra skill sessions with me and stuff like that so obviously there's the skill side of things um, but I think mentally you have to you have to be on your metal and we always have this sort of running joke in the family Will, Will still claims that he was more naturally gifted than me at rugby and which probably is true, but at the end of the day it's probably our our mental side of things and our attitude that that forced us where we were. He wasn 't quite there probably wasn 't willing to put in a really hard hard graft. whereas I was very willing to do that, and that 's probably the difference in the end
0: yeah and, and that, that sort of message has leaked out from the England camp as well that you've uh, you 've been a sort of exemplary uh, member of the camp in terms of training and and always always being one hundred percent whatever you're doing which is which is clearly a good thing what about when things go wrong how how do you cope with that because obviously the the way you play can be quite a high risk uh, yeah. uh, approach to the game what about when you make a mistake how do you bounce
1: back from that um it sort of depends on the magnitude of the mistake I guess um, <laughs> yeah. I've always always been one who doesn't like to make mistakes and that's why I guess that's why I work so hard to make sure they don't don't creep into my game but I think when you, as you say, the style I kind of play, you've got to be able to take the rewards with, with the risks that come with it. I'm someone who doesn't like to dwell too much on, on what's gone on. Say, there's, there's been plenty of games where I've had bad games, and especially in the past, um, early doors, I probably took a while to get over them. I mean, in little mistakes in games where on the overall performance I've actually played well, I, I, I'm not, I don't mind at all. I can get on with that, but... Bad games as a whole, probably, especially back in the day, stuck with me a bit, um, and probably took me to do something right again in in the following games to be like, yeah, I'm I'm back to it. But yeah, I'm someone who doesn't get caught up too high in the highs and doesn't get too low the lows, so tend to be quite yeah well balanced in that regard.
0: And and has it been um, you know being in the England camp must be must be incredibly inspiring. You must be there alongside people that you looked up to as a young player.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, Obviously, lucky that I've been in the Saracens environment where there was a lot of England players anyway, so I knew quite a lot of the boys, which made it easier. But yeah, you go into that environment and everything steps up a notch, the intensity, uh, the physicality, the uh, fitness levels, everything's toned up. So the quicker you get onto that page, the better. And I think I was lucky to... Being in the Saracens environment where those those main guys drive it anyway so I was kind of already used to that that side of things um but as you said yeah it still still took a moment just to take it all in and realize where I was
0: yeah yeah no it's good but you had you had support alongside you I think you um you seem to have gone through a sort of similar career path to uh, Ben Earl who seems to be a, a sort of close close companion to you going through the ranks
1: yeah no 100% he's uh we're now living with each other we're basically joint at the hip at the minute um <laughs> we're in Bristol together live together go in together come away together then obviously when we're not in Bristol we've, we've been going to England camp together so uh yeah pretty much joint at the hip um but yeah it's been it's been really good to go through it with him I guess as you said very similar paths we been at Sarri's and then both come here for the year. It certainly probably made the move to Bristol this year a lot easier, a smoother transition going with someone you know. Obviously, living arrangements made it very easy, um, and just sort of always having that person that you that you're comfortable with at the start uh, really helped. But yeah, we're we're very very glad to be going through it together, and long may it continue. Hopefully,
0: yeah, good stuff. And um, yeah, there are lots of lots of youngsters uh, at Felsted and other places as well with aspirations to to go into sport now one of the things that um we we've touched on before is that you you've worked hard all the time as well academically so you you made sure you got your grades at school and you've also studied I, I think you've you've studied for a degree while you've been playing as well
1: yeah so I'm currently studying um at Open University actually just uh, business management uh, I've been doing that part time. I did start at Hertfordshire Uni doing business and finance, but the scheduling around my my timetable was quite hard. Um, so Open Uni makes it a bit more flexible for me. So that's going really well at the minute. But yeah, as you said, I think I, there's always a balance to everything in life. And I was I was lucky enough to have very supportive teachers around me who, while I was in school, and they knew what my commitments were outside of it. They were very helpful. In giving me more time or or extra sessions to to catch up with things like that, um, and always kind of had it in the back uh, back from my parents as well to make sure I got my get my work done before I go and go and do what I really really enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I mean your your parents have obviously been a big factor in your development. T- tell us a little bit more about the influence they've had on you. Yeah, they've been massive um, from day dot. They've obviously used said we've there's four four of us children three brothers who love sport wanted to play sport at the weekend in all different sorts of areas and postcodes and they were massively supportive driving um always there when when maybe you haven't got a good game but yeah I mean my dad my dad was probably my biggest critique when I was younger <laughs> I'd always yeah. always have a game and he'd pick up on the uh he'd sit by stand behind the post and pick up on every sort of single mistake and uh the better and better i got the more that sort of faded away and i i remember the moment where i could say that i knew more than him and he could, he sort of took a backward seat and <laughs> just let me get on with it um but no uh, my parents and and my family as a whole grandparents uh, brothers sisters they've been massively massively supportive throughout this whole journey and, and continue to do so and it's it's always nice to to play and know that you've you've got that network network behind you
0: did dad ever coach you
1: yeah, he did. So we, I played at Bishop Stortford uh, Rugby Club for many years and he was part of the coaching group there. So yeah, that was, that was quite an interesting one. He likes to bring in your back smooth and stuff, but I, I always like to just stick with a simple dummy switch and then a dummy pop and go through. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, that that was interesting. But yeah, he, he, he knew it was time when to take a back seat. Um, but it was nice yeah. to have him yeah, guide me through my younger years for sure.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. And um,
1: it has professional rugby? has it been what you thought it was going to be i'd would say so yes, um i mean it's i i couldn't imagine doing anything different. It's great being able to play your hobby for for a living, I guess there's probably more the mental side of things probably didn't realize. How taxing that can be. Obviously, I've suffered with injuries—a broken foot, what would it be a year and a half, two years ago now—which um, I had to spend three, four months out of the game for. Came back for three games, and then and then the same thing happens, and you're out again. So you can't really pre- you, you can't really prepare for them until they come. So I think, I mean, you you see the glamorous side of things at the weekend uh, when you watch it on TV, but. At the same time, you don't see what goes into into it and the dark days of rehab and and everything else that comes into it. But at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't change it for the world because I still get to do what I love. I get paid for doing it, so yeah. I mean, the more I, I keep enjoying it, the, the longer I stay. Hopefully,
0: yeah, no, that's good. And uh, in in terms of in terms of the training regime that you go through, how, how much contact are you doing? Because there's been a lot of talk in the in the press lately about when rugby first went professional and there was so much contact training and yeah. and people perhaps weren't quite as aware of the physical impact of that? Yeah
1: I think that's definitely dying down um, we don't do too much contact during the week to be honest our Tuesdays are more what we call the dominant days but I mean the whole training itself isn't full-on it's usually shoulders on but and get, get body in front get square um, but like you break off for individual drills where they are physical sort of breakdown drills. But I mean, that's, that's 10, 15 minutes in an hour session, if that, but yeah, I, I've definitely seen there's, there's been a reduction of, of contact during the week. Um, cause at the end of the day, everyone knows that you get your contact hit in the, at the weekend. So yeah, yeah. I think it's more about just getting yourself physically right and mentally ready for, for the weekend for what's coming at the weekend
0: and who, who's the one person you have to avoid if it is contact training
1: oh, i try and avoid nathan shoes <laughs> <laughs> at the minute he's uh he's wearing very heavy and he's, a, he's also a very sweaty guys so he's always dripping in sweat <laughs> and it's just it's not nice at all <laughs>
0: <laughs> excellent excellent let, let me just take you back then take, let's go back to the school days yeah. what,
1: what's the one memory you have uh, from felster that really sticks with you It's very tough to pick out one. I mean, I obviously had sports tours. I went to South Africa hockey tour, which was amazing. Amazing experience. Amazing group of people. Performances were very good as well. Um, Had a cricket tour, probably a bit young. I was quite young when I went on it, but that was an amazing experience. I've never been to Australia and still haven't, so that was great. But I think it's it's hard to put your finger on, on one moment, I think. I think the great thing about school for me was... I never wanted to miss a day. Like I got my brother Will who's who to be fair to him is always like ill a lot of the time but he wouldn't mind missing a day at school and if I was ill I was like, No mum I'm going in. She's like, No, you need the day off, I was like, No, I wanna go in like kind of had that fear of missing out and just the boarding around it, being around your mates twenty four seven, I couldn't get enough of it and always wanted to be involved in it. So I think I think for me, when I look back at school, just the enjoyment I had around it and always Wanting to be there is is is, is massive.
0: Oh, that's really good to hear. And was was there any teacher in particular who inspired you or who um, particularly looked out for you?
1: Uh, well, to be fair, I had a few, quite a few teachers. Obviously, you had Chev's and Knightley took me through the first team, put me in the team from a young age. They obviously believed in me from a young age, so that was brilliant. Uh, Mister Fincher, back in the prep school days, he always made me enjoy my rugby at the start. Academically as well, especially my final year when things with rugby really picked up. I had Lucy Barrett as a tutor and obviously Francis Barrett as a headmaster uh housemaster, sorry. And they were really supportive um with me. Uh they worked worked with me um to sort of create a schedule where I could fit everything in. So yeah, they they were crucial. Um and then I had my 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 teachers and whatever it was, geography, philosophy and ethics. They're always really supportive. Gave me extra time if I needed it, and were willing to give up their time if, to catch up on things. So it's hard to yeah just say one, but as a whole network, I had a very had a very good group of teachers that were willing to give me a bit of leeway at times.
0: No, that's good to hear i mean you you know that support from the Barretts will go if you score the winning try against Ireland or New Zealand.
1: Yeah, I, know. I had a few messages from them, and I think there's a bit of a divide. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think Frost and Sparrow wanted me to play well, but Ireland to win, but yeah, I, I yeah. obviously he didn't even end up playing in that game, so i'm I'm sure he was very happy but at the end of that and the end of that game.
0: Yeah, I think it was. But it, it sounds like you're you're over that injury now.
1: Yes, uh, actually, back this week. Got Newcastle away. Played a little friendly last week. Actually, I just had a little tear in my in my quad. I thought it was a bit tight at the start of the week, and then went through the whole week, trained and stuff. Had team run, um, did team run, and felt it was a bit tight as well. And then at the end of the day, the um, the physios just pulled the plug and said, "We don't want to risk this." And thankfully, we didn't because. What well, turned out what was just a three four week injury could have been a three month or whatever. So, um, a good call from them, and they're uh, back this weekend and can't wait.
0: Oh, good, good. And what what about the future now? Is is it a is it a Bristol future? Is it a Saracens
1: future? You probably can't say. Yeah, I'll say no comment. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> No, obviously, it's uh, contracted to go back to Saracens at the end of the year, being all well, and they 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 get promoted. Uh, obviously, hopefully, things carry on with England. Uh, I think we have a summer tour to North America, which maybe, which may actually be uh, done in the UK, and um, we're not too sure yet. But yeah, I mean, the future, I guess, is just keep enjoying my rugby, see where it takes me, and 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 carry on.
0: Yeah there's a uh, there's the uh, the England summer tour there's another big tour going out this summer as well I understand it's
1: yeah, uh, probably <laughs> probably a bit far fetched for me I probably didn't quite get the game time I was looking for um during the Six Nations so it's probably a tad too far but yeah I mean if it comes I won't say no but it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. certainly a long shot
0: Yeah no and un- un- understood it's uh I mean, it'd be be an amazing thing to be a part of if it it came along. But uh, I think Gatland has said he's he's looking at taking quite a lot of Scotsmen on the the trip.
1: Yeah, really. Well, that's me out of the equation then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just tell us then about the uh, the feeling when Bristol lifted that European title, because that that was a bit of a bonus, being on loan and then suddenly being on a European run as well.
1: Yeah, 100%. I guess we, we got lucky with that COVID situation that we were able to me and Ben were able to come over to Bristol before the season end and actually had two trophies to go for. Obviously got to the semi final of the of the the Prem semi, which didn't go our way, but to have that that challenge cup to go for as well was massive and and how, how big it was for the group, um for Bristol as a whole, who obviously have been through their years, been down, been up. Um, been yo-yoing, and for them as a group, as a club, uh, to come up and and win the Challenge Cup, what within two years of being promoted was, was was massive for for the group and the club and the city, and to be part of that was was brilliant. And at the end of the day, we play rugby because we want to be successful and win things, and um, to sort of, as you said, have that bonus of being able to do that on a on a season that actually started at Saracens um, was really pleasing,
0: and a big chance as well with a Premiership title this year.
1: Yeah, obviously sitting pretty at the top at the minute. I think it's a big. I think seven games left. Um, our, yeah, our focus. Obviously, we just got knocked out of the European Cup, but a big focus now all goes into the Premiership to try and finish the season at the top and uh, at the end of the day go and go and win the, and win the semi and the final. But yeah, we have an amazing opportunity with a with a, a great group. So fingers crossed, uh, things carry on going well.
0: Excellent. Well, look, really exciting times. And and thanks so much for giving up some time to talk to us today. Have a great end of the season. Thank you. And and, uh, we look forward to following what the summer brings for you. And if you are playing uh, on the England tour in England, then hopefully we can get into the stadium and and see you in person as well.
1: Yeah, no, that would be brilliant. It would be good to see some familiar faces for sure. Excellent. Thanks, Max. Have Have a great
0: week. Have a great end of season. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers. And there we go. That was Max Malins talking to Chris Townsend, headmaster at Felstead School. Thank you, Max, for coming on to this episode. Now, the next episode is going to be out shortly. So to make sure you don't miss that, go and follow or subscribe to this channel right now. And it just means that you'll receive a small notification the next time an episode is released to let you know that it's available. But until then, thank you for listening to this episode. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.